guess we're probably live. It's sure good to be here this morning. Good to be in the church house and uh, good to have these folks with us this morning. Uh, we're excited uh, to hear Brother Denny Hunter preach. We thank the Lord for Denny Hunter. And we're, we're excited to hear the Wilders sing. We thank the Lord for the Wilders. And uh, I can feel the Lord. And uh, I've been looking forward to this service and I can feel him already. And I can feel people from all over praying. And I appreciate Lima Missionary Baptist Church. You've just been so supportive and uh, just so in touch and, and so encouraging. But not only Lima Missionary Baptist Church, uh, we've had uh, contact from people uh, in our sister churches uh, all over. And I, I appreciate every one of you. And I have a verse of scripture I'd like to share, and then I'm going to have prayer, and then uh, turn over to the Wilders to sing, and then uh, get Brother Denny Hunter to come and preach here for too long. But in the 138th Psalm, this is what, what David said to God. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. Now, gods there, that's with a small g, of course, and it's an S, it's plural. But David said, I'll, I'll praise you with my whole heart. Well, God deserves every bit of our heart. And there's a lot of things in the world that pull at us, that want us to worship them, at least partly. But before the gods... Before all of them, I'm going to praise the real God. Well, I praise God today. We can praise him with our whole heart. And that's what we need to do today. Uh, whoever you are, wherever you're at, whatever your situation is, we need to give God our whole heart. And that, that's, that's what I'd like to ask people to do today. Let us pray for just a moment. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the true and the living God. God, thank you that with your spirit and your grace and the faith that you give us through the gospel, uh, we can praise you with our whole heart. And God, we're thankful that it's that way. And we're thankful that you deserve to be praised. And God, I, I thank you, Lord, today uh, for what you mean to us. And, and God, for what we feel in our soul. And God, we just ask you to bless this service, bless the singing, bless the preaching. Help people to listen, help them to obey you. Uh, God, our greatest heart's desire today, uh, along with worshiping you and feeling the Holy Spirit, would be to hear about somebody getting saved and to hear about somebody rededicating their life to you. God, we praise you, and God, we need your help all the time. But especially in times like this, we're really aware of how much we need you. And we ask you these things, and we praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. Thank you. 
It's good to be here. I, I've not had people out, but it's uh, good to feel the Lord. It's been a while since I've been up here to sing. It seems like forever, but I'm thankful that God let me be here this morning. Till my 
assume that one. I'm thankful for what I feel this morning. And I, you know, we all, I know we all miss church. We all miss coming and being together and worshiping. But I'm thankful that God's there. Even when we can't be here together, he's with us and he's with all of us. And I just thank the Lord for being able to feel him. So just pray for us. Listen to the words of this song. skeptics they say there is no way the blood of Jesus could set a man free oh but they just don't know they just can't see what this blood
blessing to be here, and uh, we've uh, we've already had a good service. I I hope the Lord let me preach, but uh, uh, but I appreciate what I've already felt, and uh, you can't uh, you can't make that happen. God has to give it, and that's the same way with preaching. I can't make it happen. If the Lord gives it, then uh, I'm called. I know I'm called. And so, uh, and you got to be called in order to preach. Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, the Bible says. And uh, I think so many times about uh, what uh, uh, the scripture that Brother Siegel Newport quoted. And of course, that's Karen's dad. And uh, no man hath power over the spirit that he may retain it. And neither hath he power thereof in the day of death. So you have to take advantage of God's spirit when God speaks to you. Because if you're planning on waiting till the day of death, you might want to call on God. And if his spirit's not there, you can't. Now, I, uh, Brother Terry visited a fellow in the hospital. Uh, he went by the, uh, the name Doc. And that was Irene Golden's uh, brother and doc got saved i won't go through the whole story but he got saved right down to the last minute i mean very few minutes from the time he got saved till he died but god gave him the spirit that was the difference and uh, so i mean what a close time brother terry can tell you that story sometime but a nurse asked terry would you like a few minutes with this patient before we unplug him and, and it's my understanding that Doc couldn't speak. He could just shake his head. Brother Terry asked him, do you want to pray? And he shook his head. He did. And Brother Terry asked him if he got everything fixed up. And he shook his head. He did. And they unplugged him pretty shortly, and he died. Well, that's, uh, uh, that's close. That's close. But it's eternal life. It's eternal life. And so it's, it's all about God's spirit. I got a scripture that uh, I want to read, and it's also in the book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, I, probably some of you have uh, maybe thought more on this than I have. It just come to me here recently. But in the sixth chapter of Ecclesiastes, if you got your Bible and want to turn with us, and uh, I want to say I appreciate all these folks that cheer, and we just uh, uh, I think if we count everybody, our sound people, and everybody, we've got ten. I think. And so we're not a lot, but I appreciate everybody that's here. Uh, in the sixth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, it says in verse 9, it says, Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of the spirit. And... Uh, there's a lot of people that's got a lot of big plans uh, for the future. The, the, the wandering of the desire. They're planning a lot of things. I just did a funeral with a friend of mine, and I had talked to him in January, and he died in March, and I hadn't seen him since then. Uh, but he was telling me some things that he was going to do this summer and even next year. Now, 
I don't think God's got anything against us having plans. Uh, and, 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 you know, my grandpa used to say, I remember when I was young and, and he was in his 70s, and he'd say, if I live till next year, I'm going to do this or that. So I don't think God uh, minds us having some plans. Uh, but if we tie everything up in the wondering of our desire, the Bible said here, and listen to what it is. This is also vanity. What's vanity? It'll come to nothing. You come into this world with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. I don't care how much money you've accumulated in the bank. And, and it, it takes money to survive. And I think people, if you make a good living, you ought, it's God's blessed you with it. You ought to take care of it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But don't put your whole being into those things. It says here, this is vanity and vexation of spirit. Vexation's like trouble. Okay, who wants to go through their whole life trying to see what they can get and what they can gain and not be at ease in your spirit? You're never satisfied. It don't matter what you have. The eye, the, the scripture says the eye is never full of sin. Did you ever see enough that you thought, I don't want to see anything else? The ear is never full of hearing. Did you ever hear so much that I, I don't want to hear anything? I don't care if I can hear or not. I don't want to hear anything else. We are never satisfied. So we are not to tie our whole life up in just our living here. Yeah. Boy, I appreciate those good songs. Yeah. I mean, those heaven sent. How do you get songs that's heaven sent? You got to have people that's got some heaven in their soul. They, they don't have their life tied up in the wandering of desire. And you can have peace in your spirit. I'm going to read about a fellow over in the 19th chapter of Matthew. This is a very familiar scripture. And I haven't forgot about the part, better is the sight of the eyes. What's that talking about? Well, I feel like it's talking about what God shows us. I remember when God showed me that he was God. Now, I wondered about that. As a kid, I wonder, is there really a God? I didn't know. I knew a lot of people that believed there was a God, but I, I didn't know for myself absolutely. But when God showed me, he opened my eyes that he was God. He showed me personally. I didn't have to guess about it. I didn't even have to go ask the preacher. Of course, I knew the preacher believed there was a God. But I didn't need any reinforcement of the fact that there was a God. I knew there was. I'm going to read a very familiar scripture in the uh, 19th chapter of Matthew. And I'm going to start reading at verse 16. And I think read down through 21. 
said, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, and listen to this, What good thing shall I do? He wanted to know what he could do, that I may have eternal life. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he saith unto him, Which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? And I was kind of wondering if he thought, I don't lack anything. He probably felt like, you know, I'm justified. I've done good. And I've kept all these. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. So I want you to pray, and uh, I, I need the Lord's help. We can't do enough good to go to heaven. And I don't know what all this young man was desiring to have and what all, what all direction he was planning on going in life. But if he accomplished every one of the goals that he wanted in life, if he accomplished every one of them, whatever he had in mind, because he sure didn't want to get rid of his riches, whatever he accomplished... He made a bad bargain. Amen. It don't matter what he, what he accomplished. He made a bad bargain. If we don't, when God lets us see that he is God, and we don't take advantage of that, we've made a bad choice. Now, uh, I remember the story of blind Bartimaeus. God let him see what he needed and he was blind. So you don't have to have these eyes to see what you need. God lets us know what we need. And, and we need to acknowledge him and understand that there is no good thing that we can do. A lot of people are trying to do good. And I say often, uh, I would much prefer to have a neighbor live beside me that's trying to live a good life, trying to do good. I'll, I'll take a good neighbor anytime over a, a neighbor that's not friendly and, and, and doesn't even want to be my neighbor. Give me a good neighbor. But being a good neighbor won't get you to heaven. You've got to be born again. Jesus told this uh, young man to go sell what you got. Does that mean that if you get Jesus, you got to get rid of everything you got? Well, uh, I remember another rich man in the Bible, uh, Zacchaeus. You all know the story of Zacchaeus? Well, uh, when, when Jesus was coming by there, uh, he ran and got up in the sycamore tree because he wanted to see him. And Jesus knew he was there. And he told him, said, make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and come down, and the Bible said he received him joyfully. 
Listen to what Zacchaeus said. And Zacchaeus didn't say, I'm going to give everything I've got away. Jesus didn't say, give everything you've got away, Zacchaeus. He didn't say that. Zacchaeus said, the half of my goods I'm going to give to the poor. Boy, he had his heart right. Yeah. It makes a difference when you get Jesus, you'll have your heart right. And he said, if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, if I've done somebody wrong, I'll restore him fourfold. The Lord changes us from the inside, and it'll show up on the outside. When you have a change, you act different. You are different. Your song's better. You can sing the same words, but it don't sound the same unless God moves in it. Preacher can say the same words. There's been times that I've said words that was out of Scripture, and I thought, I know what I'm saying's right, but I just couldn't get where I needed to to tell it like I would have liked to tell it. It takes God's Spirit to tell His story right. He went home with Zacchaeus that day. They said he's gone home to, uh, with a sinner. But the Lord had changed him. He said he is a son of Abraham. And what's, what's, uh, uh, what's that mean? Well, Abraham trusted in God. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. When I trusted in God, I became a son of Abraham. My lineage is not from Abraham. Uh, but I trust in the same God that Abraham trusted in. And it made me an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And that's what Abraham was. And so uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to get rid of everything. I don't know what would have happened. I kind of think if the young man would have had his heart right, that he wouldn't have had to get rid of everything. But he would have been better off if he, if he would have needed to and he'd have got rid of everything he had and he would have just been poor. You take in the scripture, and I, I've often wondered why Lazarus ended up so poor. Why he ended up a beggar. I don't know why Lazarus ended up a beggar and, and probably went through a lot of times in life that he suffered. Maybe, and I, don't, I just don't know, but maybe he brought some of it on himself. I can bring problems on myself. But one thing the scripture lets us know that when he died, that angels come and got him and carried him to Abraham's bosom. Was he better off than the rich man that had everything in life? After you read the whole story, if I read the whole story and I had a choice which one of those fellows I'd rather be, let me be like uh, Lazarus. I'd rather beg, I'd rather be in poverty here and have the riches of God the Lord, he makes everybody rich. And really his riches that God gives are not to be compared with natural riches that take wings and fly away. They don't last long. Uh, J.D. Rockefeller is pretty rich. Uh, it's not worth anything to him now. If he had God in his life, he had the true riches. If he didn't have God in his life, he died a pauper. Amen. He died a beggar. Right. I hope he had God in his life. I hope everybody that's listening today has got God in their life. If you don't, when God shows you, 
God gives us some spiritual eyes that we can see with. When God shows you that he's God, see, uh, you need to do something with it. When uh, uh, Saul of Tarsus was on the road to Damascus, he thought, he said, I verily, you can read this in the 26th chapter back. He said, I verily thought within myself that I ought to do things contrary to the name of Jesus. I verily thought within myself that I ought to do this. I believe he was determined I need to do this. He thought he was doing God's work. But when that light shined down from heaven, it was a light that shined down from heaven. He said it was above the brightness of the noonday. I don't care how bright the sun is, it can't shine down on the inside of you. But when God speaks to you and when he opens your eyes, he can shine down on the inside of you and you can see that he's God. And and at the same time that I saw he was God, I saw that the Lamb of God come and, and went to Calvary for me and paid my sins dead off. And when I trusted in him, it was just as if I had never sinned. That's when I was 12 years old. What kind of conditions my soul in now? It's just as good as it was then. He that's born of God, the Bible says, and that's talking about the soul. He that's born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and therefore he cannot sin because he's born of God. Now, that's in 1 John. I may have not quoted that exactly right, but once you have the Lord in there, you become an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That'll never be taken away from you. Anything that you do wrong here, you have to pay for it. I hear people sometimes say, you know, I know out there in the future I'll have to pay for my sin. Well, you can think that if you want to. I have to pay for mine all the time, every day. And I want you to know this. When I breathe my last breath and when I'm gone, my debt is paid. It's paid. I'm looking forward to a resurrection someday, and I'll be perfect both soul and body. Right now, I got a, a, a perfect soul in the resurrection. I'll have a perfect body, and if I have to, if I have to stand in, in judgment of any kind with a perfect soul and a perfect body, I think I'll do just fine. <laughs> I do. That's what I believe. Yeah, I believe the Lord made my soul perfect when He saved me. I believe in the resurrection, at the very moment of the resurrection, I believe I'll have a glorified body. I'll have the same liberty in my glorified body that I have in my spirit now. When God moves, I got a lot of liberty. When he moves, when he gives me his power, I've got liberty. In my glorified body, I'm not going to have to wait on the spirit to move. I will have that all the time. I'll never make a mistake. I've got up and tried to preach a few times, but I tried. Can't always. Can't always. Won't need to preach when I get to heaven. No. Won't need to preach. I don't know what all we'll do, but David said, I'll be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I don't know about all of you, but I know a lot of times here, I'm, not, I'm just not real satisfied, Ron. I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. I'm glad I'm going to a better country than what we've got here. They'll not not put any restrictions on us and we won't have to stay 10 foot apart. I don't know what all that, that heaven holds, but I know that 
anything that we'll want to do, we'll be able to do. Amen. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be uh, leaving this old world and all its troubles and all its problems behind. So don't let the wandering of your desire, the things that you want in life, the Bible said it's vanity, it's vexation or troubling of spirit. You're not, you're not be happy with those things. You think anybody ever gets enough money? They say, you know, I've just got all I want. I don't even want to have any more. I've never heard about anybody like that. Even if they give some away, they still want to make more, maybe to give more away. But they're never satisfied. The wandering of the desire is vexation, troubling of the spirit. When God lets you see what you need to do, I've never did anything for God. I said, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. I never have. Every time God lets me see, even now, if he lets me see what I need to do, I don't know why, but when Terry asked me uh, about doing this service today, I said, you know, Terry, it's not my place. I'm not the pastor. But I said, I really feel like getting uh, Ron and and Aunt to, uh, or, and well, Karen and Aunt to come sing. And I'm sure glad Ron Lynn came to sing and Tracy. But I said, I really feel like getting them to sing. And I said, now, Terry, you get whoever you want to. It would be fine with me, whoever you get. But uh, he got them, and I thought God blessed them so much, and I just appreciate you folks so much. And uh, it, would, I wouldn't, uh, uh, it wouldn't seem right to me if I didn't ask Linda Brock to sing because every time that uh, about I've done funerals and Linda's there, and I'd say, Linda, will you sing a song? And so I've got her into lots of, lots of songs. So if you've got a song, do you? All right, let's pray for Linda, and then I'm just going to turn back to Terry.
Borrowed treasures, borrowed dreams, all of these joys you've given me. When troubles come, you're always there to make me smile. Let come what may, your will be done. I love you, Jesus, God's precious Son. Lord, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. I owe it all to you, Lord. All I have is yours, Lord. Take my life. Make me what you'd have me be. For I'm your child and you're my father. I'm the clay and you're the potter. Lord, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, I'm sure glad to be here today, and I appreciate the service that God's given us, and I appreciate all the singing and appreciate the preaching. Uh, I just appreciate these folks right out of depth from my heart. And uh, again, we'll mention Brother Denny Hunter, and uh, probably most folks that's watching knows, but uh, he pastors a good church up near Defiance called Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church, great church. And uh, I got a lot of good memories there. And I appreciate those folks, and I appreciate Denny Hunter. I appreciate the Wilders. Boy, I, th I thank God for their singing. And I appreciate my wife. I appreciate her singing. And, uh, boy, it's good to be here. Now, would y'all feel like singing some more? Glad for you, too, if you feel like it. If you got something else on your heart, come sing, sing some more. If you feel like it. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to be here. I appreciate what I felt. And, uh. Again, thank the Lord for the preaching and the singing. Uh, thank the Lord for everybody's praying. And uh, I've mentioned this a few times. I feel like I mentioned again. One of the most amazing things to me, uh, when I uh, did a service at home or when I did a service here, uh, the most amazing thing to me was feeling the connection with all the people that was praying. You know, when, you, when you're in church with people and you're having a service and you can feel they're praying, and that doesn't surprise you too much. You've got used to that over the years. But when a service like this is going on, and, of course, I know these folks that's here were praying, but I could, I could just feel the prayers of all whole bunch of people. And uh, there's such a connection. And so uh, when we're together physically, that's good. I, I'd like to see the church house full. And uh, I told my wife, I said, when this gets over with, what ought to happen is when we have our first service back, all the pews ought to be full. There ought to be people standing around the walls, and all will be people looking in the window. And that should, that should happen not just here, but at all our churches. Uh, but I appreciate God connecting us with the Holy Spirit and letting us feel the prayers and the connection with people. So 
I'm not going to talk too long, but I just want to praise God for how good he's been and thank God for this good service. Once again, I thank God for our men that are taking care of the, uh, the technical side of this and making it possible so that the thing streams and people can see it and be part of it. Now, anybody else got anything on your heart you want to say before we close? Good to be here. I'll close with a prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. And, uh, God, thank you for that message that Brother Denny preached. And uh, Lord, in the song that Linda sang at the end, uh, tied in with it good. Uh, Lord, I, I appreciate what I have, the riches that I have. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, uh, my natural things, but I'm talking about the same kind of riches that Lazarus had. And uh, I love when Denny talks about that rest of the story. When you look at the big picture, nothing matters besides having Jesus. Lord, please help people that are listening today and watching to take a little inventory and examine theirself and make sure they have Jesus in their soul. God, when people ask me about that, how do you know you really saved? Do you really know that? Not my little favorite saying, I know that I know that I know. I'm sure because I've got a time and a place that I can go back to. It was so dark and heavy in my soul, but when I trusted Jesus, boy, the weight all left and the darkness all left and the light of the glorious gospel of Christ filled my soul. God, I thank you for the service today and ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name and amen.